all right, like hanging dead, hanging dong. What? Like, are we calling the cops or like R- rope? I, I, I've never rope where around his neck, around his dick, like neck. Okay, De- definitely. Um, eyes rolled back. Uh, blue hand. I've never seen anything so. I'm going to be honest. If I thought it was a pinata that one of you guys set up. It was so fucking... It was, it, it was an, cool. Answer me this, Kron. How many hits before you realized it wasn't a pinata? Oh, we did. How many it do you think lot. is... How many do you think is too many? Honestly, one. It okay, was Kron's yeah, idea. It was a lot more than that. It was Kron's idea. It was enough. It, really was. it was enough to cause visible bruising. <laughs> okay. At, at let's say this: after the first hit, are you mm-hmm. gonna go? Oh, he's not a pinata. Maybe it's a real person. Do you go? Oh, rigor mortis has come in and he's hardened. And then you hit him again. And then did you think? Well, maybe he wrapped himself in whoa, whoa, phone whoa, books. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you like kept. I thought hit. you just did a good job. It was it was my turn after Kron hit. He didn't get two hits. So you guys yeah, we, alternated hits. We traded yeah. the, the kendo stick each time. Okay, Dan, you went from being a little mentally affected by this to now. Oh, well, once we figured out it was a real body, that's when Dan got all... Yeah, it's kind of, I freaked out a little bit. Um, so it wasn't an immediate, oh, that's a real body. It was an immediate, oh, that's an, uh, it's a pinata? Hell well, yeah. it's like, oh, it's a pinata. And then like, oh, Bones did a really good job with this pinata. I said, I think that's a real guy. And Crown's like, no, that's got to be a pinata. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I have not brought uh, a body by the store in a while. Okay, did certainly my bodies aren't usually together, and they're usually lacking blood. So what? Regardless, have you called anybody? Well, we called you. Well, we and took now you're pictures here. Pictures and sent them to you. Yeah, like. But you didn't call and... the cops or anything. You just called me. No, Did you know we don't call the cops. Right? I don't want What's cops at the you? store. Okay, uh, so I got a Winst- I got a Winston Wolf. This shit. Yeah, just do you, your do your thing. When did, when did you become a conservative? We don't call the cops around here. What's wrong with you? Listen, you can back the blue without wearing red. Okay, so and and just to be hush clear, it down. Jerry's gonna write you up. Just to be clear, Bones, it's not a pinata, right? It's not, I'll go back. I'll yeah. go back there and whack it a few Stop, more times. Stop! Wait! 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 I don't want to say that it's not a pinata. So it because is because I haven't gone back there to see it. I'm just saying that if you're telling me that there's a body hanging and you hit it multiple times, it's probably not a pinata. Look, but I, that what constitutes a pinata? Does it have to be paper mache with candy inside of it, or is it something that hangs and you hit? I don't I, know. He, it's got it's, a mask on. It needs to have candy inside of it. A, a hanging dead body is a cannibal pinata, right? Well, yeah, I guess, but I really okay. want there to be candy in it. And I'm, Kron, you said 
uh, do your thing. Do you want me to fucking go eat that body? Well, if it's really a body, not if it's full of good I, candy. Have I ever... I don't... Eat, I, I got... A, it's not that time of the month. B... I like a, I like a little sport. I don't Come on, dude. You'd be bailing out the store. Come on, man. We need I'm you. So, I'm so confused. Is it a pinata or is it All right, a here's I think it could here's be a what pinata. We, we all go back there, we hit it fifteen or sixteen times a piece, and if no candy comes out, we'll figure it out from there. Well, we're gonna hit it fifteen times because it's gonna be an equal number of hits. We're not there's not gonna be one person getting one extra hit. I said fifteen times each. I know you said <laughs> Okay, that's fair. It could be really we don't need good to hit paper mache. It. We don't need to hit it forty eight times. It it's a horrible sound when you hit it. It really is. It sounds terrible. It's 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 really bad. We wore we but satisfying but satisfying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst day in the store ever. Okay, so all right, all right. Um, Look, I, I think a guy came in, David Carradine. You know all those movies. Well, that's one possibility. Other possibility is it's a pinata full of Butterfingers and Snickers bars. If there's no Reese's in it, I'm not. Ha, there's the, definitely going to be Reese's in there. The Butterfinger BB supply did seem to dwindle over the last few weeks. All right. We'll grab the Kindo stick. We'll all head back there. I will put a movie on in the store. So in case any people come in, they won't hear anything. We wouldn't just lock the door. I don't know. <laughs> I love How long do you think we, it's going to take? You, you want to keep up? I mean, they could walk around and they could be listening to a movie and then hear 16 kendo squats each. Well, we'll put the on. volume up. We'll crank the volume. Yeah, but it, there's no I way just, I'm not screaming on every swing. Just I'm going to scream too. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, Oh, let's say this. It, it first person to bust it open doesn't have to clean it up, then I'll play. Uh, you're cleaning it. I want some we, steaks. Why why the fuck Well, you if you called bust me it in open to help and it's you. a real guy. After the whole smoothie thing, you're cleaning it up. Mhm. What? Cuz I had first hey. smoothie. Hey, if it's full of candy, we don't have to worry about the cleanup at all. Because we're all going to be <laughs> scrounging around on that. So much candy. On that porn room floor, baby. Okay. Well, I feel like I should get five like upfront hits to balance fair. it out. Because you guys That's got fair. some That's hits. Fair. That's okay. fine. That's fine. All right. Let me stretch. Right. Put on a movie. You grab the Kindo stick. I'm popping in this movie. Because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's Ricochet. Good evening, cowards. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre specific category. This round's category, courtesy of Bones, is two-handers. Movies with, uh, you know, two people above the, above the title. Why not? Uh, previously, Bones, you brought a shakedown, a kind of team-up buddy cop thing. Dan, you brought us Wild at Heart, a fever dream rom-com. Guys, I'm closing this category out with Ricochet, your classic verses. I am Cron Howard. I will be your host. Joined, as always, by my two... Uh... I didn't think of anything for this one. Lovely co-hosts, Bones and Dan. Say hello. Oh, what a bummer that... As the default is is polite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I come up with a good I, little insult I, to yeah, put in there. I thought it was negative. I figured in your core. What's up, guys? Hey. Howdy. Howdy. They don't make them like this anymore, do they? No. This is a forgotten time. I mean, I think this thing was direct video. So Really? Did no, you see you saw theatrical for this? I got it's some a, research. It's an HBO movie, isn't it? HBO, you don't think they have any power? I don't think at that point they were putting their direct line stuff into cinemas. Well, you produce this work of art. At the end of it, you go, this is too fucking good. It's true. That's some research. All right. Kron, thank you so much for selecting a movie that was available on a streaming service that I pay for. You know, it was about time. It was about time we got back to... (laughs) A service we all have, a movie we can yep. put subtitles on easily. And easily accessible for the four people that listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think but, this thing lives on Max like year round. So <laughs> whenever you're hearing this, it's probably available. Maybe. Our luck. Yeah, they'll take it down next week and the Blu-ray will come out from some boutique label and be $78. It'd be like a phone book slip cover. Oh, that'd be so good, dude. <laughs> Guys, Ricochet. Uh, I know Bones has seen this. Dan, was this first time for you? This is a, a first viewing for me. Uh, it's always been on my list. And then when we decided to start this show, I figured that this would definitely be coming. So I held back. And then once we learned about your um, sexual obsession with Lithgow, we, uh, I was like, definitely, it's coming. It's not and sexual. So it's not we sexual. I don't know what you're doing. I just think he's an extremely underrated actor. Cron, I, I, think think you, I think you missed an ample opportunity to deflect the dog attraction. And instead, huh. lean lean into the Lithgow. I don't know why I have to be sexually attracted to some weird thing for this show to work. <laughs> you pick, okay? I Which like one hot, is it? Hot women. <laughs> That's what I'm into. 
two uh, huts. Yeah, they gotta look real good. <laughs> hot, hot women. Sorry, Dan, I cut you off. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I was saying. I knew it was gonna be a cron pick, so I've held off till now. So it's in the books. I did it. Hell yeah. Twice. Hot, hot. I mean, it is a pretty good two-hander. I mean, you like if you're thinking versus, I think face-off is what most people would go to. But, I mean, you got Denzel there. How do you, how do you come up with an actor as good as him? How many pull times? pull out John Lithgow. Yeah. How many times has face-off came up as like a, ah, uh, maybe, while Multiple we're times. doing this show? Yeah, I think it's it's always in the background. Okay, because even with me, I'm like, eh, is it time? Yeah. But I I also think that it gets it gets a lot of reference and a lot of love that still exists. So I don't know if I have seen it since I seen it the first time since you had that face surgery. <laughs> Maybe I have. Well, it was the put the face back on, to be fair. Yeah. He got it corrected. He realized his mistake. This was definitely a, a VHS watch for me when I was. Yeah, it really sucked for when you just had your muscle and bone visible. Yeah, you shouldn't have agreed to, to do it prior to. Finding a, another party that would switch for you. The fact that you had the face removed and then we're just waiting. I, I thought know. they would feel bad. You know? Yeah, you should have done it at the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get somebody, you're trying to force <laughs> trying somebody to into sympathy, it? Yeah. Opened a um, GoFundMe and You stuff. had a maybe? Yeah. A GoFundMe for a face off. You look like a, whenever Roddy Piper puts the glasses on. <laughs> That's how you were walking around. Well, uh, should we get into this thing? Uh, let's, let's book, man. All right, it's time for Ricochet from 1991, directed by Russell Mulcahy. No, Sorry, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant this. We got to do this. It's, it's time to raid your letterbox. Oh, that's correct. Currently on Letterbox, this is sitting at a 3.3. Krant, I'm going to call you out. You had this rated as a 3. I did. I, I believe that that is too low. I believe you are at a 4. Krant Howard, 4.5. Wow. Wow. All right, listener, pay attention. We will figure out at the end of the episode what Kron rates this movie. Ricochet, 1991, directed by Russell Mulcahy. Our third Mulcahy on the Five Day Rentals podcast. We have covered Highlander, and we have covered Resurrection. He'll be back. He'll be, yeah, back. he'll be back. Who knows how many Mulcahy's we'll end up with on this thing. Good director, dude. He's got a, I mean, like a diverse filmography. Yes. 
Absolutely. All right, we open on Nick Styles. This is Denzel Washington. He's engaged in a game of street basketball against Odessa, who's iced tea. These guys are talking shit back and forth to one another. Eventually, Nick and his partner, Larry, they win the game. Odessa pays up. It looks like 40 bucks or something. Tells uh, Nick that he better hang on to that money. He won't be seeing too many dead presidents at his bullshit job. Was Ice-T in Dead Presidents? I don't know. I don't recall. Chris Tucker is the one that's always surprising that he's in Dead Presidents, right? I just remember the makeup. Yeah. Is is it the same kid from Menace to Society? Uh, Kevin Pollock returns as a in a partner role thing he's mm-hmm. just wonderfully suited for. Yeah, we've seen him in Hostage and End of Days. Oh yeah, oh, shit. As Odessa gets in his car, Nick Nick looks over and sees that like the ignition is just <laughs> a bunch of wires hanging out of it. Uh, he asks him if he's having car trouble. Odessa kind of ignores this. He's like, same time next week. Nick Nick again glances at the ignition and says, I think our playing days might be over. No iced tea and dead presidents. Terrence Howard. Okay. Was Chris Tucker in it? Am I crazy? Chris Tucker. Okay. Keith David. Freddie Rodriguez. Clifton Powell. Hell yeah. Nick goes over to chat up this lady he's interested in. She's making a joke about his work shoes. Uh, He says, no way, these things are classics, just like Moby Dick, which is the book she happens to be reading. How does she know those aren't cop shoes? They look just kind of like dress loafers. Are cops still wearing those, like, to run in and shit? This is, what, 91? Yeah, th- probably. Yeah, they hadn't gone full tactical 511 SWAT gear yet. You know, that, that used to be a once a year thing yeah, used, where people would... They used to know. wear those baby blue short sleeve shirts around. <laughs> but I think after Nakatomi Plaza, they probably bumped more money into the LA SWAT team. Uh, This lady asks if he's an English professor. He says, no, he's studying law at UCLA. She says, well, that's too bad. The world doesn't need another lawyer. Says, my goal is to be the first black president. All I'm missing is my first lady. Larry pulls the car up. It's a cop car. That's like a bullshit statement, though, right? Like, we do need more lawyers. I mean, (laughs) what? That line, I know it never worked for me. That you want to be the first black president? Yeah. <laughs> All right, it worked once. Okay. Have you ever used a pickup line? Like, I don't know. No, I have not. Have well, you, guys? You, you tried to use your guitar once to pick up a chick, and those technically have pickups, so. Yeah, it didn't work, though. You got close. 
I, I usually just close. I usually just post up and put out the vibe, and the ladies come to me. <laughs> We've always been the guys that were like just stand there. I don't know. Yeah, I just not, assumed not I was always going to be a stepdad, like a future stepdad. Like they'd come around at, when I was forty. How did we all three get married? If our strategy was just stand there. Well, it was like don't bother. Like, don't be the guy that is going to be, do the pickup line. Yeah. Like, we we were the opposite of that. Like, And they'll be like, oh, they'll see that we're quiet and calm, and they'll naturally come to us, but that never worked. Yeah, I, yeah we're more linebacker types. <laughs> like, we watch all that shit go down on the line. If we need to move back, we'll move back, you know. We might... It might be an opportunity to blitz, but we might need to go back for pass coverage. And we always got each other's backs. Can't help it, dudes. It's Super Bowl week. I got the football <laughs> fever now. Did you watch the Super Bowl, Bones? I, I did. And I am wow. embarrassed to say that I stood up at one point. <laughs> and, like, and boredom? No, I thought it was a good game. God, it was so That boring. was a good game. Uh, Jill, uh, we're happy you're safe. Yes. She was at the parade the other day, so. Shit. Thank goodness. Uh, let's see. Larry does pull the car up. It's a cop car. He says, come on, we're going to be late. You were cheering for the Niners, though, right? Yes. Thank you. Me too. I can't say that too loud, though. Oh, I'm, I was cheering for the Niners. Careful, dude. You live in Missouri. I don't give a fuck. This lady says you're a cop. Nick says, yeah, that's right. And you're parked illegally. Pulls out his ticket book. But when he knows, he just jots his number down on it. It's pretty good. Did it still count as a ticket, though? Yeah, I thought once they start writing the ticket, they got to give it. I didn't. I mean, he gave it to her. just had his number on it. Okay. His number. Is that his? You know, but like, or maybe that's the traffic cops that I'm thinking of. They always use that, like, I'm sorry I started. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you should be able to wrestle it away. And if you get it, you don't get the ticket. Yeah. If you can knock it out of their hand <laughs> before they you finish, got, you have to physically get the paper and, and wad it up. I think they should have a little basket on the back of their little golf cart. And if you can grab it, and run behind them and drop it in the basket. You're out. You're out. You're yeah, good. You uh, we we didn't talk about Denzel and Ice T's stunt doubles for the basketball scene. Really? No, one hundred percent, dude. I guess I didn't notice. Yeah, they they used some kinetic stuntman techniques, but it was definitely not Denzel. And certainly, f- there were certainly a few things where it looked like a, a dude in an Ice T wig. Why would you not do your own basketball stuff? I mean, Denzel I mean, was working out six days a week. It's kind of a stunt, movie. in a way. It's probably like choreographed for the movie, like how everybody moves and everything. God, that might knock this movie down for me. I mean, Mulcahy's a pro. He's not just saying go out there and play basketball, you yeah. know? Denzel's pretty unknown still at this point. Storyboards for this. 
He does look crazy in shape he, for this movie. It looks awesome. He worked out a lot. He's, a good, he's undeniably uh, one of the most attractive humans. I'm jealous. And he's talented. And Smart. Most, funny. Mostly seems nice from what I understand. And he just gets on a rocket ship and never comes back to Earth after this. Yeah. You, yeah. He doesn't. You mean just like career wise? He yeah, just takes off? Yeah. Because it's Malcolm X and then Philadelphia and then. Well, what virtuosity is uh, also in there, so. Yeah, what's that? Two. That might be 92, that... 93. Deja Vu's kind of a mixed bag. Is it the preacher's wife? That was like 93. Yeah, but I think that goes to his his ability to kind of diversify, right? Playing sort of a rom-commy family movie. That he did for a while, like now he's just in the absolute. That sounds cool. Let me do it. I think he was in the uh, Cohen brother one, Shakespeare one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last, which I started and never finished. Macbeth. Yeah, yeah, I think so. For Apple, when they stopped being brothers and decided to do I their think, own thing, I think they're back now. I think they're coming back. Yeah, they've to do a horror movie, I believe. Yeah. Cause Dan, you sent me a photo of like a full heart. Which makes sense because when they broke up, you sent me like heart that's been like ripped up. It's been a rough you're like, this is five me. years. All right, guys. But we I think Joel has We gotta get out of this basketball week. court. Yeah. <laughs> Be good if we could get uh three minutes into the movie yeah, we'll, here. Specifically considering we had a conversation about how fast this episode needs to be. We cut over to a bunch of fat yokels at a carnival. Uh, did you guys clock that? Like the the entire crowd is like big people. All I could clock was that dude just jamming to that that jazz. Oh, the, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Nick and his partner, Larry, they're walking through. They're, you know, uniformed cops for the night keeping the peace. Uh, but from the looks of it, it should be a pretty easy job. So, Suddenly, sorry, Kevin Pollack forces in a William Shatner impression in this exchange. Now, Kevin Pollack, I think, believe, or believe he started in stand-up, known for impressions. Is this in the script and it worked out perfectly that they got Kevin Pollack, a guy who could do Shatner and Columbo? Or is this, hey, Russell, by the way, I do a killer Shatner and a killer Columbo. Because the di- like the written dialogue that leads up to the stuff doesn't feel that forced. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see I, like I could see some minor, you know, kind of rewrites to just to like lean in to his talents, you know? Right. I think McKay was probably Knew he could do it. Okay. Maybe added it in. I was going to ask you, Bones, if you knew the episode they were talking about. Of Star Trek? Yeah. No. I don't know the OG series as well as Next Generation. 
Mulcahy might have been, you know, I, I mean, I know this has Denzel, but at the time he wasn't as big as he is now. So Mulcahy might have been like, these are the guys I'm targeting for the movie. And like, none of them are A-list people, you know? Yeah. So he might have had a little bit more, you know, ability to pick and choose as long as he stayed under budget. Okay. Suddenly we cut up to a building that overlooks the carnival. Some shady shit going on in here. A few guys open up a briefcase. It's got a bunch of money. They're talking about exchanging the money for the drugs or, you know, some very typical setup. Money talks, bullshit walks, I think is said by a, a Seinfeld connection by the guy, the little shop owner that won't take the check down. Mm-hmm. And uh, once little Jerry. To take a dive. The, the fighting cock. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at the guy. He's like, I got a pee pee. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly a madman, Earl Talbot Blake. This is John Lithgow. He just busts into this thing with a shotgun, starts laying waste to these guys. Down below, Nick suddenly gets a feeling that he might have heard something. As the carnival noise kind of dies down, he hears one last shot, which is Blake, like, completing his double cross. Because the other guy comes up and he's like, Ah, now we can proceed. Yeah. <laughs> Lithgow just, like, shoots him in the gut. Looks at Larry. Shotgun action. The squibs are pretty violent. Squibs. God damn. Uh, When somebody gets it later in an alley and it looks fucking incredible. Looks over at Larry. He says, You cover the back. They snap into action. Larry finds Blake's getaway driver. Uh, I think this guy's name, like Kim. I couldn't. I mean,. He's yeah. kind of, like, important enough to this movie that you have to talk about him at some point, but... <laughs> I, I think he has one of the best lines, but we'll get there. It's coming up, yes. we To continue, or to focus on him would add an hour to the podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. So, Larry finds the getaway driver. He starts handling him. Uh... But this guy just like throws the car door into Larry, which causes him to kind of stumble and fire off around. Uh, This alerts Blake that something's going on. Rather than go down the way he came, Blake just throws himself out of a like second story window and lands in the carnival below. But when do you know it? Nick is right there waiting for him. Says, don't you just hate it? Days like this. All I wanted was a slice of pizza. Blake cuts him off. He pops up, grabs his shotgun. But Nick already has his revolver drawn. He's like, don't even think about it. You got an Ithaca 37 12-gauge sawed-off shotgun with a five-pound slide. By the time you pump it once, I'll have three rounds in your head. All of a sudden, this dumb lady just runs out of a quarter potty. God. Kevin. <laughs> they, yeah, they could have staged this a little bit better. <laughs> Blake instantly snatches her up. So he's got the shotgun like to her jaw. Crowd starts freaking out. They're going crazy. Everybody's running around. Blake yells, now fuck off. 
or else her boyfriend is going to need a paper bag over her head when he fucks what's left of her. I love Lithgow. I mean, the dude is like a classically trained actor, and he is totally down to do shit like this. Yeah. But from both of them, they, they're both are, they understand the assignment of this movie. Mm-hmm. I... I think one of the strongest things for this movie is everyone knows what movie they're in. There's no question. Like, they don't think this thing's getting an Oscar nom. <laughs> but they're all just having fun, you yeah. know? There's multiple times in this movie where it's a very serious situation and they're just going full dick joke. Like, <laughs> it's like three or four times. Yeah, good God. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think it's to counter... It's like they're so aware of how bland and lame a lot of this dialogue... Like the, you know, the stereotypical stuff that would be in this type of movie. I feel like the only part of the movie that's like I kind of roll my eyes at is the talking to the jury scene later. It's like, mm-hmm. you, you could have trimmed that down to 30 seconds. We didn't need that, but. I don't uh, even think he had to be a like an assistant DA. Could have just still been a cop. Oh, I think it makes it better. Yeah, but he, he does establish he's studying law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's Like, true. his ultimate goal was to get up to that level. Uh, he read Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Nick says, all right takes off his belt, shows that he's not wearing a vest, gets all the way down to his boxers. Uh, this one guy at the carnival, he starts filming this whole exchange. Nick says, all right, I'm putting my gun down. You let the girl go. I'll be your hostage. He does put his gun down. Blake throws this girl aside. When do you know it? Nick spins around, pulls a gun out of his boxers, and fires around into Blake's knee. Fucking nobody can yell like Lithgow, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's like painful, but like still classy. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like he plays a lot to I mean, it could just be that theater mentality, but his like facial expressions are so big and like wild. Mm-hmm. It's very loud in this movie. Blake pops up. He's got a tactical switchblade. Starts closing the distance between him and Nick. But Nick's pretty quick. He pistol whips Blake. Larry shows up with the getaway driver. Whole thing's a successful bust. Cut over the DA. She's reviewing the videotape that this guy took uh, with the police chief. She says this dumb rookie should have waited for backup. DA says, listen, this is like the first good press your department has had. You should be thankful for this guy. I'd like to have her tit in a vice grip. <laughs> yeah. They all go down and talk to Nick in the locker room and congratulate him. DA says, uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't your issued gun. Where did you hide it? Nick, like holds up his jock strap and he's got a little compartment in the back for like a tiny pistol. DA and Nick, they're kind of like flirting back and forth. 
She, she caught a peek of him because he's yeah, in the locker room in the buff. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, did we see Denzel's other gun? I think you, you'd have to pause and slow-mo, but... You were only pausing on Lithgow, so we know that. Well, yeah, then he doesn't hang dong in the movie. 5.5 5 stars. <laughs> Does Lithgow hang dong in any movie? None that I've seen, but the guy's got a pretty extensive filmography, so. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. (laughs) He's a pretty big dude. I mean, just based on size. Uh, Dee and Nick, they're flirting back and forth. She says, are you just going to stand behind that locker all day? He's like, I'm naked. He holds up his uniform. She says, hey, you didn't wear it for Blake. Leave it off for me. You and your partner, you're only in civvies from here on out. You're both getting promoted to detective. Nine months as a uniformed officer, and now they're detectives. Incredible. He did this cool thing. I know. (laughs) Have I ever seen a cop strip down to his body? Yeah, you got to go, bro. You're off. You're off the force. Saw a little clip uh, before we started recording of this cop that uh, he's like walking towards his car and apparently uh, Acorn hits the police vehicle and he does like a barrel roll and he's like, shots fired, shots fired. (laughs) And he takes his gun out and like unloads it into the street. It's insane. Is it body cam? Yeah, it's his body cam. But there's like nothing. (laughs) It's wild. I'll send it to you if I can find it again. I don't know. I don't want to laugh at it. I really try to back the blue. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. They're going to give us one of those like COVID things. I don't know. If we if we say back to blue, <laughs> we've talked about QAnon and all kinds of shit, but it's dangerous territory. All right, we see Blake in a prison hospital. He's already like playing this all over in his head. Didn't Bones make like a Taco Bell thin blue line joke one time? I don't know. I don't make jokes. I just make references. (laughs) Uh, He's watching the news coverage. There's like a little old bookmobile guy that's pushing a cart around. You ain't got nothing to live for, old young fella. (laughs) He's got got a positive outlook. Yeah. I guess he's in, is he in like a, a jail prison? Or is he just, or a jail prison, a jail hospital? Yeah. At at this point? Okay. And Uh, at first you think that, oh, this is like a fellow inmate who works in the library. And then it's revealed later that he's just like a nice old dude who's got a book truck and comes around. mm -hmm. So. 
this guy, he is kind of like, hey, do you want something to read? Blake's like, get the hell away. But then he catches this guy. He's like, actually, give me something heavy. Guy ends up giving him war and peace, and Blake says, yeah, this is good. Now give me uh, that big Bible over there, too. This guy's like, you're already turning your life around. He takes both of these books and just, like, tapes them around his ankle as some kind of, I guess, like a weight. And then he throws his leg over the bed and just, like, snaps his leg back into place. His knee, I guess. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think. Yeah, because he was shot in the knee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this would do. Maybe he pushed the bullet out (laughs) of his kneecap. Oh, it popped out. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever it is, it looks like it hurts a lot. So there's that. And then there's this funny little clip on the TV, like sometime later in the future of, you know, Nick is on like a cop style show. Oh, it's called Busted. (laughs) Yeah. He chases a dude down and then it's like, Busted will return with more authentic police followed by the love boat. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a RoboCop sort of vibe to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut over to Blake. He's arriving at a maximum security prison. This guard that's leading him through, he says, we got a present for you, Chowalski. Uh, they got tired of patching up all of his buddies over in C Block. Maybe you can teach him some manners. This is, of course, Jesse Ventura with a crazy head tattoo. What's he say? Uh, oh, I recognize you. You're the guy that got busted on America's Funniest Home Video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that's later, but... Okay. Or that might be another guy, actually. I no, thought it was him in this scene. It's him, and I then think. He, and then Oh, Lith, yeah, you're Lith right. It's my like, next note. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off, cream pie, or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we just covered that one. I'm going to skip that bit of dialogue. Uh, Chowalski lunges at Blake. But Blake gets him, he slams him up against the bars and starts kicking him in the nuts. Smashes his head right into a sink. Knocks this guy clean out. Blake looks up. He's like, I'm taking the top bunk. Throws all Chowalski's stuff on the ground. Starts throwing his books on the floor. And he does take down his Vince McMahon bodybuilding photo that's on the wall. (laughs) I did not catch that. That's fucking wild. I think it's Vince. It is. He's looking big in that picture, too. Buff as hell. He's roided out. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut over to Larry. He's giving Nick a ride home. They've both been promoted. Larry's moving up in the force, and Nick is now an assistant DA. He arrives home to his wife. It's the lady from earlier that we saw. And they have a they have two kids. We get These back are, over. This isn't the only thing to help show the passage of time. Uh they've now not put on Lithgow's little red crew cut wig <laughs> that he has at yeah. the beginning of this. It 
looks fucking. It makes him look way crazy. Yeah, his red hair is yeah. wild. I think they also give Nick a mustache, right, to show that some time has mm-hmm. passed by. Back in the prison, there's a lot of commotion going down. One guy's yelling, we're going to settle this like Aryan warriors, hand to hand. This is the craziest scene of maybe the entire movie. It's Blake versus Chowalski. These guys are like taping phone books all over their bodies. And they've got some kind of like crude sword. I can't figure out what it's made out of. Just a piece of metal they sharpened. They're fighting back and forth. Eventually, Blake is able to knock Chowalski's sword away. He's won. He's kind of looking back like, all right, this shit's over. But he sees that on Chowalski's chest is a headline of Nick being promoted to assistant DA. He just runs his sword right through Chowalski's heart. Kills him. This was a recreation of the fight in Highlander. It feels very Highlander-ish. Yeah, there's almost some sound cues when those makeshift swords hit. Yeah, and they got the camera that the tracking along the floor and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he recreated Highlander. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. All right. I mean, it does make you wonder what Jesse Ventura thinks of all this. You know, I've noticed a particularly disturbing trend. Of what? How come a pretty consistent pattern picking movies featuring my murder? I, I think you picked that pattern, Jesse Ventura. Hey, you signed on. You kept signing on. These are the movies that you're choosing to highlight. What other ones did we have where you died? I don't know my entire filmography. Why don't you get on the IMDb and figure it out? He dies in Running Man. I was shut up. (laughs) I wanted to fight with honor. I think is that you guys are nothing movie? but disrespectful to me. He dies in Predator. Was he in No Holds Barred too? Yes. Yeah, he was. And I was looking I mad fly. I don't think he dies in that one. At least. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you died in that one. Well, it killed my career for a short time. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Anybody a part of that? Yeah, I think that thing was kind of toxic for everybody involved. Why can't you pick up? A- Cool movie that I'm in. That I was the, the least uh, sexual harassment uh, things Vince McMahon got that project was. I've shed it for years. I think the only movie I can think of where you're like the lead is uh, it's like a Braxis Guardian of the Universe or something. I... Don't put this on me. I believe I you, you have a responsibility you're just kind of like a B character in every movie. I mean, you're you're there to die. You, know? you were a wrestler. The body. I, I Bonafide. 
You don't. No. You don't My arms were bigger off. than Arnold's. You don't. I was a governor a before Arnold. Uh, you? Yeah. Were you guys governor at the same time? Different states, of course. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you were up there and... Somebody was in high school and not really paying attention to politics. It sounds like... I don't... Sounds like you need a better class of movie. It sounds like you need to read your own Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you should have read the scripts for the movies you accepted. How can I check Wikipedia? That requires... Infiltration of the grid. How are you on this call right now? I drive my van in the town. Okay. I pay a young boy. (laughs) How much? Depends on how long I'm here chewing your ass. I know his arm's getting tired holding the phone into my face. Come. You can hold your own phone. You won't even hold the phone? I'm holding all these documents. What was your question? Because I also got to go to Kinko's after this and upload. These well, hand- that's on the grid. My memoirs. My memoirs. It's different. It's coded. Did you come up with the uh, your tattoo on the coded. head? Or- yes. <laughs> Did you come up with the Record- tattoo on the head or was that somebody else? Full disclosure. Somebody had drawn that on a door, and I walked into the door. <laughs> Just rubbed off? Yes. I happened to be freshly oiled. Well, at least we know, I guess. You've gotten a tattoo. You know how they put the trace paper over the deodorant. Well, it looked pretty good, I guess. I looked fucking cool. And then I died. Do you read the scripts? I assume when they call, they need a badass. You think you were the main character on this thing? Why wouldn't I be? How many movies did you quit where you showed up and it was like a dramatic role? You're like, no, this isn't badass. I'm out. I just assume. I mean, I thought I was the lead of Predator. I was the biggest. I had that big kick-ass gun. Maybe we could just redo, like, all the box art and put your name, you know, Jesse Ventura's Predator. And give more profits, more profits that I won't, yeah, put it in somebody else's pocket. You're probably getting some money when that thing streams. What? Every few quarters when I come up to Western Union. There's a lot of businesses that still exist in Minnesota that I didn't know existed. You know how embarrassing it is to come up here, check your account, and it's coins? They don't wire that to you? They give you actual quarters? At the Western Union? That's embarrassing, dude. It's Western Union. Did it start out? I may have had a whole other thing prepared and you derailed me, but that's fine. That's welcome to the show. I know you get last week's episode is three weeks of content. So what did did you want to talk about? 
That's why we pick movies where he dies all the time. That's all he does in movies. <laughs> I don't. Could you at least say that I'm good at it? Could you not be like, it's awesome that they got JV to come in here because nobody dies like JV. That'd be a little code of honor. It'd be something to put on my, would you, whatever. <laughs> You're good at dying. Did you put the picture of Vince McMahon up? I was contractually obligated. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Like he had some, f- he's had some writer in your contract. Guy's a where fucking he had to tyrant, man. Yeah. That greedy fucking bastard, man. Wow. Did he pay you in quarters? Probably. I bet he did. <laughs> Steroids. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. He paid me in speed balls. That's right. That's why I ran into that door. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, he's... are, you, are you still wrestling at this point? 91? With my shelf. <laughs> With your demons? It's the 90s, man. Inner turmoil was at its peak. I think Ventura was out by then. Ace Ventura? I think that's a few years later. Changed the course of 90s film, as far as I'm concerned. Were you mad Jim that Carrey. you didn't uh, get cast in that because you were a Ventura? Yeah, did you go out for Ace Ventura? I very easily could have been, uh, who's the football player that's in the beginning of it? Dan Marino? No, not that one. The one who he has to steal the dog back from. And he beats the shit out of his car. A Walter from the Big Lebowski? No. I'm not good with names. I don't have the I'm Deba, all right? I'm not checking other people. I'm not getting on wait, Greg's wait, wait. letterbox so, reviews. So in okay. the movie Ace Ventura, yes. you, Jesse Ventura, wanted to play a character who is not Ace Ventura. I'm not a goddamn pet detective. But I could beat the hell out of a car. If there was any movie where you could have gone out for the main part, you don't. That that would have been the one. You don't think there was a guy last name Jackson that was in Action Jackson? Rest in peace, Carl. I bet somebody tried. The only one who was nice to me on Predator. And don't bring that movie up. It might might come back. It's a five star banger. Audra low. How the fuck is that not? You guys excited for Blank Check doing McTiernan? Uh, are sure. You, oh, you, are I'm, you gonna? I know I'm doing that Cron thing where you shouldn't one? reference a better thing. Yeah, that's a better show than a movie. Shouldn't reference a better film. And a like shitty better, podcast shouldn't popular. reference a better. Oh, uh, they're probably God. better. But you can it's hire not up for debate there, buddy. To do all your work. I mean, yeah, you know. We're still grassroots. We do all our own work here. You know, they started you know? doing Star Wars. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that was their first that was gig. That, it's a it took them killer. a few years to get off the ground, you know. Yeah, because you don't ever start with fucking Star Wars. We've already been in this for a few years, Mr. Ventura, and we're I, losing ground. I could have been in a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 
I'd have taken down the emperor. Did you try you did. out for a Jabba or something? Hey. Oh, that's a low blow crop. Yeah. Hey, uh, down on the right, there's a little red button. Yeah, see if you can get that kid to flip the phone around and punch that. I get that hint. You think he's gone? I hope so. Always happy he's to never, have Jesse come by, fucking, but he's never fucking gone. They said they want you to hit the button. <laughs> God damn it. Damn it, dude. Why didn't you hit hit the button? Make it seem like I'm hanging up on them. <laughs> I no. No. You're st- we can no. still see you. Habla push the button. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's make sure to send a roll of quarters out to Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Cheer him up a little. I need to send him a koozie. Mm-hmm. Man, he's he's a funny guy, though. I don't think he realizes that, but I always laugh when he comes up. Mm-hmm. I was in portrait mode the whole time. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he got me with uh, on the compliment there. All right, guys. All right, I'm back. back. Where are you guys oh, at now? Oh, thank God. Oh, fucking hell. Ventura couldn't figure out. Ventura. Yeah, Ventura showed up. It, I don't even know what his question was. Did he help you get through the film? Like, did you progress through the story? or No, not at all. Not at he all. kept talking about that all he gets is quarters from the Western Union. And then... Uh, some Poor child he hired didn't know how to work his phone. Poor guy. Going to Kinko's and shit. We did learn that he was contracted to put the picture of Vince McMahon up in the jail cell. So It's we weird that he that comes IMDb. around with you two since you're so mean to him. <laughs> like you guys are so pro Dynamo and I know that hurts his feelings and Well, you got a guy like Dynamo out there. He's going to steal the show. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish he would come in. Who am I to say? Talk to him. Jesse made it pretty far in Running Man. He's like the last baddie, you know? Yeah. Running Man feels like five years ago. <laughs> that's longer than, well, that's, no. Blank Check's been going for uh, nine years. You guys excited for that McTiernan run? <laughs> Not really. Uh, I'm excited for them to do Predator, I guess, but I, don't, I haven't seen a ton of McTiernan yeah, stuff. I hope, I hope they get your favorite guest for Predator. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that would be right That's up their alley. Right dude. up their alley, 100%. Yeah. All right, let's not delve into that. Nope, One guy. That's, that's going to be a start. Yeah, DM Cron personally <laughs> yeah. if you want to know. That's, that's a joke for the the three of us. <laughs> One guy stops Blake uh, after all this all this murder. He's like, "Dude, you got to try to make some friends in here. You're gonna need them to survive." Blake says, "I don't want to survive in here. I'm getting out. I can take you with me." These guys are cool with it. They shake. Back to court. Uh. Nick is giving his closing argument. He starts like running around the courtroom and shit, uh, acting all goofy. 
But his closing argument is so good that I think these jurors probably don't even need to deliberate. Uh, they the, even the other like, guy like closes his book. Yeah, the, the other lawyer. attorney is like, "Oh, we're fucking cooked, dude." <laughs> like, I don't want to ever want to hire that fucking guy. Like, you're out, dude. Really? This is pretty funny. I, I mean, it's he, funny, but I'd be pissed if I was. He does like he like him. rips a page out of his notebook and crumples it, and then just closes his suitcase. <laughs> and the cops like. If he would have done that, he wouldn't have got that ticket. Mm-hmm. That's what we call 360 here on Five Day Rentals. Cut over to Blake back in jail. He's printing picture after picture in Nick's face. Kim is also in there, and he's like swapping fingerprints back and forth between a bunch of files. Nick goes back to his old stomping grounds to see Odessa. Uh, he walks through a, uh, just a wasteland of, like, drugs and, you know, burnouts and junkies and shit. Odessa comes around a corner, says, what the fuck are you doing here? Nick says, hey, man, you know that new tower we're building? This is also kind of like a running plot point that Nick is trying to build, like, a recreational center for children. He says, you know the tower we're building? Strictly off limits. You don't sell there. You don't recruit there. You don't even go there. All Odessa's guns, they start, or goons, they start pulling out their guns. How did Resurrection end? The baby on the ledge. On the on the roof, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, this dude just loves. Highlander has a final fight on yeah. the roof. He loves a rooftop. Rooftop McKay. Just... Just um, loves some high points. Cron, uh, at this point in the movie, when Ice-T is now established as going to be a continuing character, my wife chuckled the entire time he was on screen. Just just she, in his presence? Ice-T gave her so much joy. Every time he talked, there were multiple lines of dialogue that she made me like back up. I have uh, a note that says I wish we could have got a little more iced tea. Iced tea is like her Lithgow. <laughs> Might be. I know somebody else who loves iced tea. You, you got to get her into Law and Order SVU or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Well, th- I mean, uh, shit, he did like 17, 18 years of it. I don't think we'd ever get through it. Start now. The rate we watch shit. All right, all these guys, they pull guns. But Nick, he takes out a grenade. He pulls the pin. He says, I'm ready to die for what I believe in. What about you guys? I mean, I've learned a lot from this Five Day Rentals podcast, but I think I'm going to start carrying around a grenade, guys. It's got a lot of people out of a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. It's a failsafe. I mean, <laughs> it's just smart, you know. I think so. Be Why careful. stop at just one? Why not a full Joker jacket full of? I uh, get that caught in <laughs> a beaded a curtain or something. Yeah, the a beaded curtain. 
Yeah, the piece of yarn that you have would get stuck on any number of things. I would think it was one of like the from my shirt like coming undone, and I'd like cut it short and be like, "What the? Why?" And then boom. Yeah. How strong is a grenade? Just one. Like it's like what's its blast radius? Yeah, like I mean, could it? It's not taking out your whole house. You know what I mean? No. Um, I mean, it's the shrapnel, really, that, like, there's the explosion, but it's really the, the shrapnel that kills people, right? I mean, it's going to wake my wife up, but I don't know. Modern fragmentation grenades, such as the US M67 grenade, have a wounding radius of 15 meters. That's 49 feet for you, Dan. Half of that uh, for older grenades. Thank you. That's pretty good. Yeah. 49 feet's pretty... Yeah, it's substantial. And that's... Yeah, that's radius. It -hmm. might hit some of my family, yes. Never mind. That would... That'd fuck up your basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't touch a room in Kron's house. (laughs) That's a mansion. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not. Are you in the left wing or the right wing tonight? I'm upstairs right now. Oh, so the left. Okay, okay. so the third third or seventh floor. We have like you a do half, have the two man caves. We have like a half upstairs. I remember the last time I stayed, he's like, Oh, I've never even used this bathroom. You've never stayed here. You've <laughs> okay. never seen this house. Yeah, because the, the fucking butler let me in to stay the night when we were coming through Nashville and he was like, Oh, Master Kron can't be bothered right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. He's watching, the, told, he's watching the dog show. And I totally could have been bothered. I just did that for for status. I know. The microwave wouldn't work in the morning for the continental breakfast. You left your fucking face print all over the window outside. I did not appreciate it. You paused a lot. You must have been taking notes for the show. How come I can still hear them? God. <laughs> Jesus I'm not, Christ. You didn't push the button. I'm not paying for that. That's like twice. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ventura, do you have That's your like... ear AirPods in or something? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Hit what? the Hit... red button that says leave. It's I'm not holding button. the phone. It's the only button. I'm not holding it. I Just dare not grab touch the this. phone. Grab the phone. Hit the hold the button on the side and turn it off. It if it's you, an iPhone, I don't it know. It if why it's an can't iPhone. you touch the phone? I want you to. I dare not touch this child. Why? Not, have you seen me? You know how inappropriate. Just grab the phone. We've been seeing you all night. They said they could see me all night. We don't want to see you all. The, <laughs> Turn the phone. I'm a professional. He's How are you paying Brian De Palma? Are you paying that kid in quarters? What else am I supposed to pay him in? That's all I got. I can't wait until Vince McMahon comes on the show so we can. It's probably true. He probably okay. I'm all right. I'm for real. I'm just gonna back away from the kid. That's fine. Right. Do that. Quit follow. Don't follow me. Stay. No, the new Stay. thing follows you. Stay. 
We we can still see you. <laughs> he ran. All right, Nick walks out. He meets up with Larry. He says, no worries. Odessa agreed. Then he grabs a cigarette and lights it with this fucking grenade. It was just a lighter the whole time. Cruel. Were you flabbergasted, Dan? You guys check your mailboxes here in a few days. Fuck. I want the grenade knife from uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, no, mine's a real grenade. (laughs) It's a five-star banger, Bones. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for it on blank check. I was gonna say it's it's coming up on blank check. All right, the parole board is ready to see Blake. Can you beep blank check every time we say it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not after last week. Did we mention blank check last? No, week? No, I'm saying after editing last week's episode, I'm not. Could we at least stop saying it now? <laughs> Does everybody need to get it out of their system? I'm. I just brought it up a few times. You. Yeah, sure. Go listen to Blank Check. Turn this podcast off and go start that one. Blank Check. You're too scared to have us on. Yeah, see now it's out there. I'm starting the the buzz. We couldn't keep up. I don't think they could keep up with us. That's bro. a different class of professionalism. It's like they are the Lithgow to our Jesse Ventura. But they need us. Yeah, everybody needs a Jesse to come in and die, you know? Yeah, dude. Gotta have a, a victim. All right, parole board's ready to see Blake. This one guy says, hey, I hope you remembered to floss. Lithgow says, I did, with your wife's pubic hair. Classic. Is this going to be your guys' reaction to your dentist whenever they tell you to floss more? Yeah. You got to put your dentist down. So my dentist is one of those dudes that's got like family photos and shit in the lobby. His wife ain't got no fucking pubic hair, dude. Mm-mm. That's in the family photo? Yeah, for real. Jeez. Uh, you know, you can tell. I mean, that's, a, that's a proud family right You can there. tell. Uh, as Blake is leaving, we do see his wild vision board. It's all Nick everywhere. Why would, why would you... You want everybody that comes into your office to see your family? I guess if the wife looks as good as what Bones yeah, is you'd show it off, yeah. No. Rapists still get their teeth fixed, you know? Like, murderers still They're have a- <laughs> cavities. Their address and fucking cell phone number aren't on the photos. Dude, these days, anybody can find you. It's just ones and zeros, man. That's just weird. That's why you got to stay off the fucking grid. Do your banking through Western Union. Get paid in quarters. Yep. 
Alright, this vision board, it's all Nick everywhere. There's even some, like, hustler centerfolds that Blake's put Nick's face onto. How do the wardens not say, hey, maybe this is inappropriate? <laughs> you work in a prison long enough, man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, get some porno up, dude. Obviously, you're fucking psycho. Well, he's got some up. He's just, <laughs> he's just being creative and using his time, you know? He's just put a man's head onto the bodies. <laughs> There's plenty of, like, yeah, vaginas and <laughs> Denzel Washington's, like, right next to it. Does this constitute a smut wall? Yes. yes. Like, if he's getting oh. off to it? Blake is definitely cranked off to that wall before, dude. <laughs> this is probably the dirtiest smut wall we've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most disturbed. At the parole hearing, they asked Blake, what are you going to do if you get out of prison? He says, well, probably go to your house and fuck your wife and daughter and maybe even your dog. Dan, uh, what dog breed do you think this guy has? Ronnie, no. I can't answer that question. You're the expert. Not me. One of the ladies on the parole board, uh, she's like, I'd like to hear from Mr. Blake himself. And if he thinks he would make a valuable contribution to six, to society and the parole, the other parole board guy's like, excellent question. Like <laughs> she's the first person to ask it in that particular way. Seems yeah, like if, seems if like, you're on the parole board, <laughs> yeah, it seems like question number one. Well, the dude that he says it to is like, he's like, I'll probably stop by your house. And he's like, to thank me, I suppose. Yeah. Like, why would you want criminals showing up to your house, bro? Well, he's probably put, you know, pictures pictures of his his family up in the office and he's got his address and their cell phone numbers on there. Mm -hmm. See, told you. He goes to a stupid dentist. Got (laughs) poorly inspired. God, I hope this doesn't ever get back to my dentist. <laughs> this is why we don't use our real names. Uh, Bones, I was listening to a little podcast the other evening. Uh-huh. Ever heard of five... Five-day... Renals? Uh-huh. And then it's just that movie, The Dentist, after that. Uh-huh. It's all... It's the entire thing that happens. <laughs> Nope, you don't get the sucker thing. What? Yeah. Swallow your spit, <laughs> idiot. Uh, this guy says, I don't think that's very funny. Swallow those microgranules of enamel that I just <laughs> fucking shredded off. Now run your tongue across. Does it feel mm-hmm. smooth or not? Blake says, well, you're probably going to hate this then. Pulls out like a little zip gun, shoots this guy right in the head. And then all these other prisoners storm in. They're taking out guards with drills and saws and shit. Yeah, because there's construction going on right outside. (laughs) It's pretty sweet. Yeah. When they get that guy with a saw, it looks pretty wild. It's awesome. I guess screenings were more, like, way more violent. And I guess they toned it down a lot. I was like, God damn it. Why? Well, we didn't we run into that with resurrection? 
where yeah, I, I mean we were like shocked at how violent it was and wasn't there something about didn't they cut that down because I remember us talking about like if it had been two years later it would have been a great you know unrated DVD or mm-hmm. something so maybe Mulcahy does that thing though where he like overshoots and then the board is like hey you got to tone this down yeah. and then he just cuts it down to the movie he wanted anyway smart mm-hmm Blake gets a gun. He says, last time I held a gun in this hand, a man took off all his clothes for me, and now it's your turn. Cut to, like, him and his guys. They're walking right out of the prison, dressed like lawyers and guards. They're almost out, but wouldn't you know it, that old book guy from earlier runs up. He's like, hey, young fellow, remember me? The book's in the hospital. Blake just shoots this guy (laughs) right in the gut. He just these... could have been like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Just kept walking. No, that guy recognized him. Yeah, he's pretty easy to remember, that Lithgow. What if the guy was just like, did you finish War and Peace yet? Yeah. What was your favorite Bible passage? It took you twice as long because you have a glass eye. It's like a milky eye. Oh, it's, a, it's supposed to be a glass eye. But it's his magic eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, All these goons, they pile into the bookmobile and take off. As they are, uh, Blake reaches out his hand for the public defender, tells him, by the way, you're fired, shoots this guy right in the head and steals his watch. Blake and the crew... You got to get to the meeting at time, like on time. Mm -hmm. Can't keep the Aryan nation waiting. Blake and the guys, they meet up with Kim. Uh, he's brought some clothes and whatnot for them to change into. The guy who helped Blake escape, he says, hey, you got to meet me on Friday, man. My buddy, he's going to get us some passports. He's going to get us some plane tickets. We're going to get out of here. Blake says, I got your passport right here. Grabs a shotgun out of the trunk and shoots this guy right in the head. Blake and Kim. It's such a good violence, man. I I hate how much I love it. There's a lot of it in this movie, too. I mean, they do not disappoint on having action in here. Blake and Kim put the body into the bookmobile. They light it on fire and push it off a cliff. Blake says, this is a Viking funeral. He shoots him in the knee, too, right? Because he's like, you never never know when you'll get a really hardcore uh, forensic scientist or autopsy or whatever. See Nick coming out of court. The DA lady comes up and she's like, hey, do you remember Earl Talbot Blake? He broke out of prison, but he died in a car wreck like an hour later. We were able to run the prints on the body and they match Blake. Now, if you remember, Kim, he was switching all those prints earlier. Nick walks away, but some dirty bum outside is, like, begging for change. I thought it was Jesse Ventura at first, but he's trying to get a quarter, you know? He's no beggar. Nick Nick does give this guy a dollar. He's earned those coins. As he walks away, this bum takes off his ski mask. It's Blake. Over at a dinner for Nick, 
young waitress. She's very flirtatious. They're kind of going back and forth. When you know it, Blake's on the other side. He's recording the entire thing. Jump over to a big fundraiser. Nick gets up to speak. Suddenly, Mrs. Stiles, she gets a call from the babysitter. Lights are out. The kids are scared. Uh, She's like, I did call the utility company. There's a knock at the door. It's the power guy. Oh, shit. It's Blake again. Trouble. He's with the babysitter and the kids. Uh, These kids are pretty adorable. They keep calling him Mr. Power Man. We're at the telethon already? Yeah. Yeah. Where you been? I I thought there was something in between. Because she records the thing at the the message, or uh, at the meeting where they're talking about the telethon, and then it jumps to the telethon that quick? Yeah. Okay. What, she records like the, well, Mm -hmm. Blake records the conversation. Yeah. Because he's going to use that later. And then, yeah, it's pretty much like right to the telethon slash lights out. Okay, okay. It was... It was 50% inquisitive, 50% like impressed that it moved that quick. It wasn't, it wasn't 100% accusatory. These kids are asking him, is it really your birthday? Blake says, yes. They give him a cupcake with a candle, tell him to make a wish. He says ominously, I'm going to get my wish tonight. And guys, I think we should get our piss tonight. Take a pee break. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. Uh, We are watching Ricochet starring John Lithgow first and Denzel Washington second. Hello. How are you today? Yes, I'd like to make a... Withdrawal, last name, Ventura. Are you... Wait, you're just at the Western Union now? A little light. Hello? Why are you still on the call? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Excuse me first. What What are you the guys small, doing here? The small child followed you to the Western Union? <laughs> well, I have my AirPods in. How much are you getting at the Western Union? That's private business. No, you say. How many quarters? Excuse me, could you tell me how much is in the account? 27 cent? $27. Wow. That's a good amount of quarters. Could you give me an actual... No, no bills? Okay. Well, oh, they, don't, they don't have bills. It is, this is late, so... it is late in the evening. Why is this place even open? God bless you, uh, ma'am. God bless you. Yeah. What do you guys want? Is that a real Western hang Union? Up the... You hang up. We are still in the middle of the episode. Get out of my head. <laughs> Why don't you just, so you won't touch a phone, but you have AirPods in. That's not touching a phone. It's the same thing. 
How am I supposed to listen to my motley crew? <laughs> have you heard any of it the entire time? Or have you just been listening to this call? I was trying to shave battery. I didn't realize you guys were still connected. So you can hear me, but can't see me? Yes. Well, there was a shit ton of money in my account, by the way. I lied. <laughs> Why don't you take the pods out and put them back in the case for a little while? All right, let me try that. All right. God damn it. I hope he's off for good this time. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry. It's just sometimes these special guests are a lot. I hope you really put them in the case, you know? They're in his pocket. <laughs> he he can hear us still. Oh, you don't think he put them in the case? You think he just put them loose in his pocket? Shit. You know, his, you know he's wearing tight, tight pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that big... Well, he's probably got a big coat on, though. Protecting him from that hot desert sun. Well, I don't know where he is now. He kept saying he came up. <laughs> where did he say that he lived? Well, he's in Mexico. I think he right? lives in Mexico or <laughs> that's somewhere. Right, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Even I don't know that. All right, as the <laughs> as the babysitter's getting up to put the kids in bed. That's where we sh- like. You know you made it when you have a dude that, like, fucking categorizes everything. Like, okay, this is what happened in this episode. <laughs> and and the, they just send it to you. So you know all that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Babysitter gets up to put the kids in bed. Uh, Nick, while she's kind of leaning over, drops some powder into her drink. At the telethon, Nick gets a package. It's $10,000 cash. I mean, we didn't use pickup lines, but we did use powder. (sighs) Speak for yourself, dude. You guys remember? (laughs) I bet Nick's pretty happy that he didn't get $10,000 in quarters. That would have been a big box. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Styles' house, the babysitter and the kids, they're passed out on the couch. Blake is downstairs in the basement watching the telethon on a little travel TV. He's laughing kind of, his ass off. He's like mouthing the words as Nick says to them. Seven years ago we met and it changed my life forever. Now I finally have a chance to pay you back. Blake goes upstairs, he picks up these nice kids takes him to their beds. Nick and his wife get home. They wake the babysitter up and she's like, I can't remember putting these kids to bed. They kind of race upstairs, throw the door open. I love this between, because it's like they both look at each other like this bitch and like just head upstairs. They don't even talk to her. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a very like... Oh, are you fucking kidding me? There's an eye roll, <laughs> but I think they also kind of get it that it's 2 a.m. and she was just, they just like woke her up. So she's been asleep for three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I put him to bed. I don't know. 
They do go upstairs. They find these kids asleep peacefully. You don't want the babysitter saying, I don't know. (laughs) It's the last thing. You just lost a 20. Yeah. Do you tip a babysitter? I pay babysitters very well. Okay. So it's like. 80 60 80 bucks what i know about babysitting is just like a search term so (laughs) i don't feel like there's ever money actually well i think the tip is just a different kind of yeah situation you know depends on what you've been watching after 11 p.m or hey after 11 a.m whenever you're in the mood if it's in the week it's just weekend i mean yeah. you get no, home you're in the bathroom at work <laughs> no. i'm watching ufc videos well you got your AirPods in so nobody can hear what you're checking out i gotta play it out loud so people know it's not porn i mean it's kind of is porn but Uh, Nick's political buddy, who uh, took the money from the fundraiser, he's outside the bank deposit. Kim pulls up, he's like, or he kind of turns the corner, he's like, hey, do you have a light? This guy's like, I don't have a light, I got business to do here, quit fucking annoying me. <laughs> I think he says straight up, just like, fuck off, asshole, I got business here. <laughs> like, he is, I, I get it, you don't want to be playing any games right by this fucking Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And you got like, you know, all the fundraiser money in a bag. So yeah. it's for the kids, man. Blake pops up behind this guy, chloroforms him. I think we cut over to his house. It's kind of hard to tell, but there's like a cleaning lady. She's taking a vacuum around. Is it his office? She, maybe it's either his office or his yeah. She turns around, though, and she sees him in drag hanging from a ceiling rafter. Next morning, Nick gets a call. He goes over to look at the body. Larry says, this is just the beginning, man. Shows Nick a briefcase. It's full of, like, gay porn. And I think it's skewed to, like, the younger demographic. Yeah, I mean, they say the term. Yeah, they. I mean... They, like, accuse him of pedophilia later, but they can't show that in a movie (laughs) either, you know? So, but he's got a bunch of gay porn either way. There's also a suicide note. Note says, I can't forgive myself for what we did in Florida. Cut over to the DA office. They're grilling Nick. You were the guy in Florida with Ferris. That's the name of this guy. They know they show Nick the morning paper. It's a picture of Ferris, Nick, and two young kids. Headline is DA and child molestation ring. Nick gets home. He's walking to his car. He nearly gets run over. Blake steps out. Jesus Christ. Almost. Blake knocks him out. Kim says, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Kim is like, I bet he shit his pants. I can't wait to look. <laughs> That's the best line. <laughs> what? You want to see this guy shit his pants? 
but he wants to look to see if it's there, dude. It's, it's, he's going to have to deal with it if it happened. It's so perfect, man. He His first line, like when you see him at the beginning, is he gets out of the car and he's like, oh, you smell that? What a beautiful day. Like, it makes no fucking sense. And somehow it works. Yeah. I wish we had more Kim. Blake and Kim load Nick into a car. They take off. Nick wakes up across from Blake. He says, you killed Ferris. You killed my life. So now we're even. Not even close. Blake says, let's arm wrestle. It was a big deal in prison. These guys love to arm wrestle. They kind of put their hands together. I mean, I saw them joust. (laughs) Or sword fight, rather. I didn't see any arm wrestling. I would have loved to have seen another round of the phone book armor. I think once you invent... Like, like once you bring in gladiatorial combat to the death, it's really hard to go back to just arm wrestling. Yeah. I was going to say, it should have had a more impact than arm wrestling, I think. But the arm wrestling sort of makes sense for what they want to do, because it's going to get his arm kind of pumped and a, a certain vein primed. The main vein? Always primed, baby. Optimus Prime. Whacking the shit out of that pinata got us all <laughs> six to midnight pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Hard to look at you guys in the face right now. Blake says he's been following Nick's life. The arrest, the DA victories, his wife and children. He said, we've meant so much to each other. And this is the first time we've ever touched. Nick. He's into it now. He just, you know, puts all of his might into it, wins at arm wrestling. When you know it, Kim runs up, shoots Nick full of something. Blake says, now you're feeling good, but I'm going to make you feel even better. Cut over to the next morning. Uh, it's Nick's house. Larry is helping his uh, Mrs. Styles, you know, try to piece together what's going on. He assures her, you know, Nick didn't have very many enemies outside of Blake, but Blake died. It's not him. He says every cop in the city is going to be looking for Nick. Go back over. Uh, Blake has Nick propped up in a bed. There's like a prostitute at the other end of the room. She comes over. And they are in an empty pool. Yeah, they're like in a looks like a rec center or something, you know, like a gymnasium pool that's been drained. Yeah. Blake lays out some cash. This lady picks it up, puts it in her boot. She just undresses and gets on the bed with Nick. She says, uh, my favorite face that Lithgow makes the entire movie is she's like, for this S&M shit, it's going to be an extra 200. And they cut to Lithgow making this like... Pushed out lips, like a real, like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, no problem. Like, he's reasonable, you know. Working, honey. Yeah. 
this lady starts, you know, having sex with Nick, and Blake films the entire thing. Eventually, after some time passes, he sits down next to Nick, gives him another shot of drugs. Nick says, just kill me already, man. Denzel is so fucking good playing high, but like putting humor to it, like the... Blakey, 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 Blakey. Why'd you kill me, man? Why you... Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, when he passes out on the bed, he like... Like slowly, like leans over, and his he's got drool coming out of his mouth and shit. Uh, Blake says, "I am gonna do something far worse. I'm gonna let you live." Nick passes out again. Over at the courthouse the next morning, there's like a outside janitor kind of guy that's going around and waking up all the homeless people, telling them they gotta leave. It's kind of a Shaking the regulars, telling them they got to go. Knows them by names, almost. He gets to the last guy. He's like, hey, buddy, you got to get out of here. Pulls back the blanket. It's Nick. Uh, They get Nick uh, over to a hospital. He's laying in a bed. And he's going on. He's like, I know it was Blake. He's not dead. He captured me. He wants revenge. Nick goes to leave the hospital. Press is already connecting the dots. They say, is this disappearance at all related to the death of Ferris? Nick says he kind of remembers where he was. It was a big empty pool. He drags everyone over to this gym. I think he's kind of pieced together like you know, some of the, like, layout of the building, or, like, there was a... Some tile art, like the two dolphins or something. Yep. He asks, um, what's his name? Larry. Larry. Oh, yeah, he gives him that description, like... So it wasn't the logo, like, two dolphins? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think he's kind of pieced together, all right, this is the location where it all went down. But he kind of drags everyone over there. They bust into the building. Pool's full. It's a bunch of like elderly women doing water aerobics. Nick sits down on a bench. Says he changed it all back. He's making me look crazy. His wife says, well, he is doing a pretty good job. I asked Sam, I was like, would you believe me? In this scenario, and she was like, yeah, because it's so fucking crazy. Like, there's no ramp up. Like, there's there's no real conversation with the wife where anybody's like, has he been weird mm-hmm. building up to this? Have you ever suspected? Like, you couldn't yeah, like, keep all of this shit secret. Like, how fast it happens. Yeah, it's so it, wild. That yeah. It's like. There would have to be someone that knew. Yeah, he was, you know, crazy for like the last two months or something. Yeah. This this is like a buildup after you've seen a few signs that he's losing it. So it gave me a little bit of comfort that she, at least in the moment, was on my side. Well, we'll it's... see when it actually happens. <laughs> I like the performance here, too, because you could see 
the drugs are still like a fucking affecting him even after he's mm-hmm. normalized a little bit. So yeah, he's still coming down, you know, from whatever they put him on. Yeah, and I think the the come down amplifies like his anger and stress later with the kids, and then him boozing it up makes sense. He's trying to take the edge off. DA lady, she calls Nick at home. She says, hey, more bad news. Your blood test came back. Heroin and cocaine. Nick's like, yeah, that must be what they gave me. She says, well... Yeah, he was telling them that shit. She says, it gets worse. Uh, (laughs) Esso found gonorrhea. She's like, did they give you that too? That's right, Dan. It's the clap. Ah, thank you. That's our fan base. They got They don't know what gonorrhea means. It's the clap. Yeah, most of them have the clap, and they just know it by that name. Uh, we, I we th- all, every, everybody's got it. You no, know? we all have HPV. We don't all have the clap. Sa- same thing. <laughs> They're very different. Yeah. Gonorrhea doesn't give you throat cancer. <laughs> DA says, lucky for you, they shot you full of penicillin. and We won't let this story leak out. <laughs> Fuck. You, you get, I had to do it. You, you poked the bear, I dude. I had to do it. I'll tell you right now, I am a key. I am a key speaker on this, Bones. You know that. You're a key speaker on gonorrhea? I'm a key speaker on throat cancer. Throat cancer right? Oh, okay. Hey, no. you've, you've made the rounds recently enjoying some oysters. I'm not allergic. I'll no. say that. Does that soothe your throat going down? Well, you know, Kevin. I have to assume it's like swallowing a loogie, right? You, you wanna you wanna spit it out, but you right now. Oh but yeah, nothing, but, yeah. You did spit it back onto the shell. Nothing works better than just a ice cold glass of uh, of milk. D works better to do what? Coat your throat. Get you turned yeah, on, make, put you to make sleep. You feel better. Coat the throat. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. You, need, you guys need to be aware of un unclean people. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a fun day to plate of oysters and a glass of milk. I really found, you know, a uh, a voice kind of. I don't really have one of to speak out. And speak up, you know. If you see something, need, say something. People, people need help out there, you know. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he did cigarettes. No, I didn't. I'd love to. I'd love to. I miss I, it so much. You were, you were a pretty famous smoker. I miss it so much, Bones. Yeah, yeah but that, me too, that buddy. wasn't the thing that gave you the throat cancer, right? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you, I need to be a voice for the voiceless. How much pussy were you eating if you say pussy hey, gave whoa, you throat whoa, cancer whoa, and not smoke? Because you were smoking a lot. Yeah, some guys. You, you eat, every girl. Wants you to eating find a pack a, guy, a day? Every girl wants to find a guy that does it for pleasure. Okay. <laughs> as, as opposed to doing it for business. I never do anything. This is my job, yeah, damn it. One, one could argue there's probably women out there that want a professional to do that. Yeah, I'm just, you know, somebody that really appreciates it and, and not just doing it as a, as a chore, you know. I guess the perfect... Uh, it's, it's Valentine's Day, I guess I'll go to the Yellowbrook Road. <laughs> <laughs> you drinking piss, Michael Douglas? God damn it, Crony, you're an idiot. I, I'm talking about going down on your lady. I've never described it that way. Yeah, you're happy you're following the Yellowbrook Road. I mean, I've heard it referred to as the Wicked Witch of the South, but... Yeah, Southwest. You ever get down there and there's like two little feet sticking out? Huh? Elaborate. Cron got it. What are we doing? <laughs> no, can't, can't Take that blank check. I'm on. I'm on with the three day riddle guys. She's got. I see her. She's teasing you with a glass of milk, buddy. Put some clothes on. Day night. Yes, it's an entrapment. God damn it. No, they haven't covered it yet. Jesus. Anyway, um, if you see something, say something. Guys, if I can leave you with one thing, it'd be be a voice for the voices. Okay, I gotta go. Um, Thank you, Michael. I love you guys. Uh, You do a great job every week. Michael Douglas, everybody. Incredible. What happened? I think he got cancer from drinking piss. <laughs> I think that's where I landed. You guys talking about Douglas again? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's a freak. Dan, are you on your fifth beer? <laughs> um, it's Thursday night, baby. Cut loose. <laughs> I'm on my sixth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Unluckily for Nick, his wife has heard this entire call. What beer are you on? Two. Jesus Christ. Cron? Can't be sloshed and do Ventura. I'm on two. I I only had I only had two last week, so I've got to make up. I drink more when I don't do the plot. Exactly. (laughs) I think I'm I'm enjoying myself tonight. Actually. All right, Nick's wife heard the entire call. Nick says, "You gotta believe me." They gave me gonorrhea. She's like, if that happened, I can think of a few inches that didn't put up much of a fight. See, super serious things here, but we're still going to make a dick joke. Nick's drunk at home. He calls into some kind of... 
There wouldn't have been any right. But there wouldn't have been any art to it if she was like, "Well, your dick still got hard." Like that's. She at least had some pros with it. You know? Yeah, but if if that was the conversation you had with the lady, well, you would be like, oh, "I'm not really in that much trouble." Well, right. I I would have countered I, with, "It was more than a few inches, honey." <laughs> I think it's well written for how dumb the like scenario is. I mean, for like how outlandish it is. Yes. Because at a the certain di- point, if dumb is done well, it's no longer dumb. Yeah, it's like the dialogue is as good as you could expect from the plot that we're moving through. Nick's drunk at home. He calls into some kind of chat show, I guess, where they're discussing his downfall. He says it's all fucked up. He wants a new life. Can't anybody understand? Outside his house, Blake is in his car listening. He's like, I understand. I get it. Nick wakes up. He sees a note on his VCR that says, play me. Pushes the video in. It's the video of Blake sneaking up to his kid's room. He holds a hatchet up to one of his daughters and the video cuts out. Nick's distraught. He runs upstairs. He sees the kids' beds are empty. But he does see a note that says, took the kids to the park. He starts freaking out even more. He grabs a gun, runs in his bathrobe down to the park. Awesome. Unnecessary. Badass shot. He's he's running full steam. It is so fucking cool. I loved it. I loved it so much. He's got some great, sh- even like whenever he's discovered as the, like the bum on the, when they discovered when he lets him go. Oh, that dolly that, shot going across. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the corner of the thing and it hits, you're like, God damn, that's pretty good. Nixie, uh, he gets over to the park. He sees his kids up on stage. Um, there is a guy walking up to them, kind of the size of Blake. He runs up, tackles this guy, puts a gun right in his face. It's just some clown. Like a literal clown. <laughs> so he's still using the clown voice when he's like, <laughs> don't shoot. And then takes his fucking nose off, but is still using <laughs> He had to show that he was a real he human. He still uses the voice. I'm just a clown. Like, did they do a take where he's like, hey, buddy, hold, oh, shit. Or was, Maybe. Or was this guy just such a pro? Like, he probably fought even taking the nose off. Like, nope, once I'm in clown, I am clown. I bet they hey, tried it. I'm just a fucking clown. Yeah. They tried it straight the first time, and Mulcahy was like, no. Nope, that's, yep, not weird enough. I don't know. I think the clown was like, this is my only shot with Denzel Washington. Like nobody's yeah. ever gonna believe me in life. Yeah, you it's, gotta you gotta pop in this movie, Bubbles. A, this is your only <laughs> chance. Candy corn is gonna clown it up here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Nick goes to meet with the DA. It's a fucked up situation. Nick was full of drugs. His closest partner was found dead in drag with child porn. And now Nick has assaulted a clown in front of children, 
most of which were the sons and daughters of city council members. Nick is like, I know this looks bad, but I got the proof right here. He holds up the VHS tape. Uh, He pops it in to her TV, and it's the video of him banging that hooker that Blake took. They swapped the tapes. And Kron, thank you for converting that and sending it to us this Mm -hmm. week. Yeah, I got the... (laughs) This is a bonus feature on the DVD. One of you know it, Blake also spliced in the audio from that conversation earlier, and it's the most, like this lady is grinding on him naked, and he, Nick is saying in the video, I'm the assistant DA. (laughs) It's so good. If you were in this situation, would you just be like, all right, I'm going to lean into this and then just tell the DA, like, good moves, though, right? Like, (laughs) well, he is just kind of like, that's a solid. Hey, it still takes work to be a good bottom. (laughs) All right. Suddenly, another guy walks into the office and he's like, turn on channel six right now. It's the same sex video, it's leaked out to the press. Is this guy also in Seinfeld? Is he the artist that gets attacked or whatever, and then Elaine uh, stops for Jujibees before she goes and sees him? I don't know. Could be. Nick's all fucked up. He says, this is Blake. He's stammering like, Peter, I Peter, man, turn to channel three. He starts stammering on about like it's water in a pool, it's gone, and then it's not. He's just like, he's kind of off the deep end in this scene. Eventually he says, it is Blake. And this lady just cuts him off and she says, Blake's dead. He's leaving. Larry walks up to him. He almost punches Larry. He's like so worked up. But Larry says, I got something to show you. He got all of Blake's possessions from prison. He believes Nick. It's like all the fucking printouts that he took and, you know, all that kind of obsession shit that he had in the in the jail. Looks like my JFK wall. Mm-hmm. Larry also says, I got a tip that this guy at an Aryan bookstore is going to be providing passports and plane tickets to two guys They're getting out of town tonight, and guess who it is? Cut over to Nick and Larry. They're at the Aryan bookstore. Nick is just beating the shit out of this fucking Nazi. This guy says, yeah, I mean, just if you find one, just kick the shit out of them. It's it's not a crime. You're allowed to do it. Uh, This guy says, you can't do this. You're D.A. Nick says, they fired me this morning. I'm just a citizen. It's a citizen's ass kicking. Kron, Suddenly, uh, Seinfeld clarification. He is in Seinfeld. The reason I was mixing it up with the Jujipees is he's in the Junior Mint. He is the former boyfriend that Elaine broke up with, and she went to go visit him because of his depression or whatever, but he had lost all the weight. So mm-hmm. then she wanted to date him again. So he's, I mean, in the, he, he's in the junior yeah, he, mint. He looked familiar. So 
door opens up. Kim is at the bookstore. But as soon as he sees Nick, he takes off running. Larry gives chase just as he catches up to him. Blake unloads several rounds into Larry. The squibs look incredible, and Kevin Pollock is incredibly selling the like the force of those things blowing him back mm-hmm. into the wall. Nick runs up. Blake yells down, hey, catch. He tosses his gun. Nick tries to fire back at Blake, but it's empty. Blake says, hey, thanks. Your prints are all over the smoking gun and not mine. Nick grabs Larry's gun. He turns and fires at Blake, but he's already left. Uh, Blake kind of yells back, see you in court. (laughs) Leaves. Larry collapses to the ground, and he gives one of the best lines in this movie. God. Guess you were right about Blake. He's alive. How else could he have killed me? That's good. It's, it's a, that's a extremely tough line to get out as well as Pollock does. Like, I feel like at this point they're, I mean, they're just leaning so hard into how ludicrous the entire movie has gotten, you know, having something like that. They're all aware of what they're doing. And it weirdly takes the edge off of the fact that his best friend just died. Yeah, the it, only guy that believes him. Yeah, you're, you're sort of like, oh no, and then like, ah, okay. He went out with a laugh. Nick runs off. Uh, Odessa gets a call. He's like, what? Slow down. What are you talking about? This motherfucker's crazy. Nick gets home. He's grabbing a bunch of gear. Looks at his, wife, at his wife, and he says, get the kids some clothes. We're getting out of here. Nick takes his whole family over to Odessa. He says, you're going to be safer with these guys than you are with the cops. Nick kisses his wife goodbye. Cut over to Blake at a titty bar. He's watching the TV. Uh, he wants to see Nick taken out in cuffs. That's, then the uh... whole plan is complete. It's uh, two BBWs in a row. <laughs> yeah. There's a big show. lady. Well, to be fair, we got, we got three last week. Uh, mm-hmm. And this, this woman is, she's doing some cardio here. Yeah, Lynch found three of this lady. This is, I don't know if we could get into this place, Dan. <laughs> we could definitely They've got little people, bartenders. It's on the bar. Yep. <laughs> With I think if you pay your five dollars, you can get into this fair place. Enough. Fair enough. He's just giving random ass. He's like, "Give me a whiskey," and he's just like, "Yeah." The you don't even, it doesn't even have a label. The on bottles it. are like on their belts, so they just yeah. kneel down and tip the. So I guess there's like a whiskey person and maybe a a vodka like person, a, a vodka or, guy, yeah. yeah. Is he like more Russian looking and the whiskey guy's got like a Tennessee accent? I think he had like a little cowboy hat on and stuff. It's coyote ugly, but the complete opposite of what you think. Yeah. 
Well, there's real nude ladies at this bar. <laughs> Said the complete opposite. The news cuts in. Nick is on top of a building. He's deranged and ready to jump. Blake sees this and he is instantly pissed. This is not part of the plan. He rushes over to where Nick is. Odessa's guys spot him. They start radioing each, each other. He's here. Spread the word. Uh, Nick's really putting it on up on this roof. He's smearing some lipstick all over his face. God, he's e- that fucking face is so great. Like the... <laughs> it, has Denzel ever been this weird? Like, since this? No. I think after this, he got into, like, big-time movies. I'm, and it I'm, was... Yeah. yeah. I have a persona, man. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the one where he's still willing to, like, I'll do fucking whatever. Like, I'm trying to get my name out there. He's yelling down to the crowd, I stole from the fundraiser. I run a child pornography ring. I killed my best friend. Blake hates this. He's down below. He's looking up. This isn't right. You have to live. You have to suffer for years and years. And he's standing Nick, right next to all of these people that presumably could have identified him, like mm-hmm. TV people, police. Who Nick gives says a it's shit? A, Nick says it's over. He lights a flare. He throws it down into like the crack laboratory that's below him. So that whole thing starts to light up. Right at the last second, he jumps down this giant like fireproof slide just as the building explodes. So it looks like he killed himself. Great aim. No! (laughs) No! It's so good. (laughs) The news is filming below. Blake doesn't care. He's so pissed off. You can't do this. You can't cheat the law. You can't cheat me. (laughs) A guy signals Blake over. Says, Earl Talbot Blake... He's like, you don't know who I am. (laughs) This guy says, the phone is for you. Odessa says, come to the tower if you want to see who's got the power. Blake arrives over at this tower. Kim is strapped up. They nabbed him earlier. Kim says, it's Nick, you idiot. His friends grabbed me and they tied me to this tower. You didn't kill his life. You just pissed him off, and now you're fucked. (laughs) Blake pulls a gun out and shoots Kim himself. I I think the way he speaks throughout the whole movie, while ridiculous, has a great payoff because when he's strapped up to this thing, he's using like a different inflection, and it really amplifies how fucking annoyed he is. And he's yeah he's. He's like stuck with Blake this in, like the entire scheme. Yeah. And then as soon Wasted as they his fucking time. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Oh my, you're a fucking idiot. You it like <laughs> It's so fucking good. God damn it. Suddenly we hear Nick's voice. Uh he says, "Blake, if this is how you treat your friends, I'm glad we're enemies." And it's kind of like ping-ponging all over the place. There's, you know, Blake's trying to figure out where he is. 
Blake suddenly just runs into the structure. He's looking for Nick. Eventually he finds him. They start chasing each other around. Nick says, I got it all, man, thanks to you. They start climbing higher and higher. News reporters start to show up. Nick's up at the top. Blake pops up, grabs Nick's arm, like slams it down onto this fucking spike. Oof. Looks crazy. Oh, yeah, because they, they arm wrestle again. And he's like, you want to yep. arm wrestle again? And Blake kind of grabs his throat. And when he's like, oh, you're cheating again? And when he grabs mm-hmm. that, that's when Blake slams his arm. There's a good so little part. Uh... Go ahead, Gary. Oh, there's there's just a good part, too, where it's like Nick gets up there first, and then as Blake climbs up, he kind of like grabs his arm to bring it up into a like the arm wrestling position. And he says it's deja vu. Like, we've done this shit already. Yeah. Brought back uh, body parts uh, for me. Yeah, so you want to arm wrestle? <laughs> Down below, Odessa and crew, they start running a bunch of electrical wire. They're hooking it up all over the base of the tower. Blake kind of gets the upper hand. He throws Nick over the like side of this big spire they're on. I will say also, Dan, like Dan, to your point about like a lot of great shots, fantastic editing in this sequence because you're getting really quick snippets of what Odessa's crew is doing, but you know what they're doing. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're very quickly running cable and hooking it up, and I can't stress like how fast those inserts are, but it's just enough for you to kind of connect. Like, oh shit, oh shit. And he's got insulated gloves. And it builds an anticipation that is so fucking cool. I think better than if it was just a complete surprise. Yeah, they have the road blocked and shit. And like, let him in, let him in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause the cop, like, a, a two cops show up and Odessa they, and a dude knock him out. And they're like, we're with the assistant attorney's club. We're assisting mm-hmm. the, the assistant uh, district attorney. Don't make me club your ass. Like, I botched it, but it's fucking great in the moment. And I know that because I had to bag it up several times so my wife could crack up at it. Yeah, it is such a goofy line of like, he just repeats the same, you know, four words over and over pretty much. Yeah, but those dudes roll up so fast on him. Even I was like, oh shit. Like. Because you don't see them on the on the sides. <clears throat> Just good uh, shit. Blake does throw Nick off of the tower they're on, but uh, Nick is on a wire. Blake is like, well, one last step. He grabs his knife, starts cutting this rope. Nick yells down, Odessa, do it now! They turn this switch, shoots electricity all through this giant metal tower. Uh, kind of snaps Blake out of what he's doing. He falls off and lands on this giant spike. He's dead. Yes. Everybody's back down below. Odessa's leaving. Nick's, Nick looks over at him and says, Hey, next Saturday, you and me on the pavement. Odessa nods in agreement. Pan over and see the news giving their update. Nick walks up. Reporter asks, hey, do you care to comment on all the events that just happened? 
says, yeah, is this news at 11? Nah, I don't care to comment. Turns the camera off. The screen goes black. We hear her say, Nick, you can't do that. We're alive. Alive? Well then, Gail, kiss my ass. A bullet shoots through the screen. Ricochet. Fuck it. Credits, credits roll. That's Ricochet from 1991, directed by Russell Mulcahy. Dan, hit me with that research. Gentlemen, upon further research, Ricochet, 1991. Russell McGay. Yeah. Uh, released October 4th, 1991. I did not find a budget for this movie, but the box office was over $21 million. Uh, at the cinema that week, you could find the Super. You could also do the uh, premiere of Ken Russell's Whore, which is currently streaming on Criterion. The Super. Is that a Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci movie? Mm, I don't think so. I think it's um, Keaton, maybe? I don't remember. And uh, another little movie that came out called Suburban Commando. Whoa. Uh, John Lithgow almost never blinks during this movie. He wore a contact lens to give the impression that his character had a glass eye. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer, she played the reporter of Gail Wallens, who she also played that same character in a little movie from 1988 called Die Hard. This was actually written to be in the Die Hard cinematic universe. Yes, they were kind of trying to get that going at, at this point. So, uh, but it never amounted to anything but yeah that's the same character i guess she was supposed to be like a link through all of them so that's kind of a link to die hard i mean if you're gonna do it do it that way where there's just one minor character yeah and then everybody can just make whatever fucking movie they want yeah i mean i knew i think it was i knew her as a reporter from die hard but didn't connect it that same name and literal same character so that's cool yeah, I think it was supposed to be going on maybe at the same time as Die Hard, maybe. I'm not sure. They they have a little bit more info on it if you go out there and look. But uh, John Lithgow wore a brace on his knee to help ensure that his limp would be believable. Guy's a pro. Uh, Rutger Hauer was considered for the role of Blake. No. But of course that didn't happen. Nobody but uh, John Lithgow. Original screenwriter was Fred uh, Derek or Decker. Sorry, he wrote the he wrote it kind of as a Dirty Harry movie, but uh, it was deemed too grim by Clint Eastwood. Later, it would become involved with Joe Silver. Uh, it was intended to have Decker direct and Kurt Russell star. But that didn't happen. And that's all I got, gentlemen. I I think the Lithgow Denzel Washington duo is so perfect. Yeah, I don't know if at the I mean Kurt would have already had some hits at the time. I feel like he wouldn't have played it as big as Denzel was willing to go. 
at that point in his career. I feel like we've had more like research of Kurt Russell was maybe supposed to play this than like any other thing we wrote. He was probably covered. I imagine he was a guy that was just like his name was thrown out for a ton of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it always seems like every other movie we're like, yeah, Kurt Russell is supposed to be this guy. Well, and I mean, it, it was Johnny Depp all through the late 2000s into the 2010s. Everybody wanted Johnny Depp, you know. I'm sure now it's like Timothy Chalamet or Austin Butler, you know. Oh, they're going to battle. Here soon. Elvis V. Wonka. <laughs> I would buy a ticket for that movie. Well, Elvis will bring a gun and knows karate. What the hell are you doing, uh, Willy Wonka? Wonka's got imagination and uh, an army infinite of... fleet of Oompas. Yeah. Oompa Loompas. All right, guys, that's Ricochet. Uh, I guess we should rate letterboxes and get to our final thoughts. How are you doing, right. babe? Did you feed the dogs? Are you back in Mexico already? It's a weird day. Mr. Ventura. I can't even begin to describe. And by the way, I... Slim pickings at the Western Union, so... It's going to be beans again. Why don't you move your account to a Mexico bank? What? What? Mr. Ventura? You're still on the call, dude. Hello? You just put the AirPods loose in your pocket. We're still here, dude. You didn't hang up. This is what I'm saying. It's been a weird day. (laughs) All you you have to do is press one button. Now, you said babe, but that's a husky or something, isn't it? That's not a woman. I'm slamming my hand trying to stop. Why don't they disconnect? If you just touch the phone. Just touch the goddamn phone. How are you even connected if that kid is back in America? The range alone should have knocked you off the call. He's got roaming. He's not going to be able to afford his next fucking cell phone bill. All right, you guys ready to rate my letterbox? Yes. Let's do it. Rate my box. All right, y'all. Ricochet, 1991. As I said, this has always been on my list to watch. And whenever we decided to create this monster of five-day rentals. Oh, are we supposed to fucking guess now? Oh, yeah, God. you're supposed to guess both. Right, one, every, one, every, what it's one every category, Dan, just jumps right into it. All right. Uh, got- Dan, you locked Kron in at a 4.5. I locked him in at a 4. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me, buddy? I got you at a 4.5 as well. I'm going to put you at a 3.5. Dan, 4. Bones. I'm going to go 4.5 as well. All right, right, y'all. Are we ready? Yeah. 
Fucking... I shut. I I locked the Zoom call, so nobody's. <laughs> he he's out. Sorry. Thank thank God. All right. Uh, like I said, always was on my list, but knew it was coming to the show. Uh, we got some great performances here by Mr. Denzel Washington. Of course, this leads to Malcolm X and, and Philadelphia, his more dramatic side. Uh, Lithgow, I, you, honestly, you can't go wrong with anything that he is in, I think. Uh, just very underrated. And I thank Kron for bringing him to the show so we can see the stuff that a lot of people don't see, I guess. Um, great action. Uh, we did say that it was edited down. I wish we could have got more of that. Uh, a great director here, I think, that we found really gives us some good content for the show. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It speeds by. You're entertained the whole time. Uh, this is this is a four for me, guys. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, Lithgow being a psychopath and Denzel Washington being a psychopath, really. I mean, you can't go fucking wrong with that. So watch it if you get a chance. It's fucking good. It's fun. I liked it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, if this, if you're listening to this and this is one of the movies that you're choosing to skip and just listen to the episode, man, I am bummed, man, I am bummed. They don't make them like this. This is high production value, incredible effort for something that is just so fun and weird. And this is the type of stuff that I want to watch and enjoy. Real life sucks. Okay, and when like real crime and shit happens, it sucks. But if it's John Lithgow doing it to Tinzel Washington, it's awesome. There's very little that I can nitpick about this movie. Um, even this like there's it's not like there's any threads that aren't sort of tied up. Um. Fuck, 4.5 man like I, this this is a weird movie to talk about because it's a it's difficult to explain how weird it is and works you know i was thinking a lot of greasy strangler where it's like that's such a hit or miss like i could see where people would love it or sort of hate it this is kind of the same thing you could probably watch this and go that man, that was crap and weird and it didn't make any sense. Or you're like Team Bones and Cron over here and now Team Dan. You're like, yeah. Fucking pop this baby on. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It cooks. You know? It's it's so weird that your wife can't like she doesn't go upstairs and watch an episode of ER. That's solid, man. 4.5. All right, guys, Ricochet. Uh, as you both noticed, I had logged this movie uh, quite a while ago, and I had put it at a, at a three. Um, I got to say, I don't know what I was thinking when I logged that movie to rate it so, so low. Um, 
it's hard to think of a movie that is like not only in the performance, but in the writing, the directing, in the full process, start to finish of this movie being made. Uh, it's hard to think of a film whose goal is more, let's just have a fun time. The movie is like this weird kind of serious revenge thing, kind of akin to, um, oh shit, what's that movie uh, that like Scorsese remade with? Cape Fear. Cape Fear. I saw. Yeah, it's kind of. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it definitely has like a Cape Fear vibe of, you know, this criminal who's uh, been obsessed and has this revenge kind of fantasy. There'd be a really easy way to make Ricochet a very dark and depressing movie. And no one involved in this wanted to do that. Um, Denzel is giving it his all in a much weirder role than you'll probably ever see him do before or after this movie. Um, and Lithgow, I mean, the dude is just a powerhouse of character actors. Uh, he can come into this thing. He will be, you know, the most shitty, disgusting person. And you're going to have a blast watching him. From start to finish with this movie, I had a smile on my face that would make you think I was having sex. Uh, this movie was so much fun. 4.5 from me. Wow. Good call, Dan. All right, let's refresh this pivot table. Guys, Ricochet. This is going to be a high one, and the math is done correctly this week. <laughs> this would have an average score from the three of us of 4.33. This would land at number five on the big list. Yes. This would be right under unhinged and right above, hate to bring this guy up again, running man. <laughs> Two Jesse Venturas hanging out on the list together. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Careful, I mean, careful. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Dan, enjoy your point from Rate My Letterbox, and I got a point five. I think you, I think you needed it. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. I always do. At the end of this, Bones, you're still in the lead, 9.5. I have an 8. Dan also an eight. Okay. Guys, we cannot forget. We got to uh, fuck, eat, kill. Four, two-hander. Uh, Dan, I know we gave you shit last week for your fucking David Lynch, uh, Bonnie and Clyde uh, nonsense, but that was a fun episode. Uh, a, a marathon. Uh, I think the the movie and our guest justified it. Uh, thank you, Greg. Um, and Kron, right over the plate, buddy. This is exactly what old Bonesy wanted. Uh, I did, of course, kick us off with Shakedown. It was my category. Dan, I'm going to demand that you go first here with Fuck, Eat, Kill for two-handers. All right. Um, I'm fucking wild at heart because there's just 
all kinds of fucking in that movie. I'm eating Ricochet because I want that part of me. And I'm going to kill Shakedown, but Shakedown's still fucking good. So. Kron, go ahead and take a point five away from Dan. Uh, is fuck number one? Is no, that how this works? No, I, think, I can never remember. I think eat replaced Mary. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's fuck eat kill. All fuck, right, eat, kill. If eat replace wait eat replaced Mary, but fuck is number one. <laughs> well, fuck just become is first on the list. Like just how you say it, because you would say All fuck right. Mary, or I guess well, I guess it is Mary fuck kill. Eat, fuck, kill. I like fuck, eat, kill. All right. I'm saying that eat is the most important yes. number one, and I am picking Ricochet as my eat. Um, I think it's damn near a perfect movie. Fuck, I'm going to go with Shakedown. A good, fun time. Uh, Sam Elliott doing a lot of, you know, having his own fun goofy time in that movie and I guess I gotta kill Wild at Heart um, a lot of people will probably be mad about that but fuck you this is my podcast not yours so eat shit well, and I have your background as that is my exact uh, selection so we'll, we'll two hand you know beat off whoever comes after us we'll two hand these two handers mm-hmm I, you guys are going to beat people off? Well, if they come at me, yeah. yeah. Well, if you beat them off, they're going to come. Oh, not, circle of life, dude. Not how I you beat come off. At, come at me, I'm beating you off, and that's that. Uh, damn, when you brought up Die Hard, I was thinking, I was like, Die Hard and Ricochet could make a pretty good double feature. But I think from this category alone, I think Shakedown and Ricochet could make a, a fun cool you know you're just over three hours mm-hmm. um yeah just like the wild at heart uh episode it's it would take you longer to listen to the wild at heart episode than it would be to watch shakedown and ricochet you're welcome yeah mm-hmm. thanks dan all right, Dan, get us out of here. That is it for two-handers. You will reveal the next category in the after showers. Uh, and a quick reminder, next week is Phantasm 5. We are closing up the box set. And just want to let everybody know now that there will be a gap in the box set. Okay? Don't freak out. It'll be back in the summer. But we've got something kick-ass in the works, so we're just gonna just gonna push it away. We're just gonna move the box just to the side. Okay. Oh, do you, do you think everyone's gonna be asking what's in the box? What's in the box? I think people like the box sets. I think people would be excited to know what we select. Which is, I guess you could read is that we haven't selected it. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. Who knows? Hey, get a, get what's in the box trending out there, yeah. 5D Army. What do you think? 
I don't know. I was thinking about McTiernan, but Blank Check's going to do that, so. God damn it. Just... Folks, if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, or subscribe to the show. It helps us uh, bring the show to more people. Helps us make uh, weird countries' top lists. <laughs> Ohio, I see you. Give us some mm-hmm. reviews. Yeah, you're um, a weird-ass country. You can follow us on Letterboxd. You can follow us on Instagram there's and pe- threads. There's a period in there, I think. But if you really want to mess with us and fuck with us and get to know us, there is a link to the Discord on every episode that drops a five-day rentals every Wednesday. So join that and join in on all the fun. And there's not much else to say, but I think he shit his pants, and I can't wait to check. Crash and burn. Uh, don't run out of a porta potty if a guy's got a twelve gauge. I always have to go back and tighten these up. I'm not doing I that anymore. Have, I want to have a good I'm last not, line. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Welcome back, everybody, to the After Shower Show here on Five Day Reynolds. Oh, we just finished two-handers. Thank you, Bones, for the category. You did shakedown. How dull is your knife, man? I had to fucking hold that body up for 20 fucking minutes as you tried to cut this rope. And it was all unbalanced because Kron beat the guy's leg off. Like it Can I can I just say I'm happy we got the showers in because the pinata was not full of candy. It was full of like Blood and it, guts and shit. It was not a pinata. Would you two crunch? shut the fuck up? Because you're admitting the shit we shouldn't be admitting to. We didn't right kill now. him. Well, he's still here. All right. Okay. And then when I shit him out tomorrow, he'll be gone. Thank you. I'm you're glad you're going to do it. God glad you're going to do your it. thing. Who would have thought you could spray paint a full moon and it would have worked? Well, I was going to say, I appreciate you eating the body, even though it's not, you know, the wolf cycle, because it's just you with a knife and a fork. Dude, plus I need some more teeth for my necklace. Like, it's almost done. I don't want to hear any complaints about not buying pizza ever again. I'll give you a week off. I ate a 240 pound pinata. 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 Indiana. <laughs> Pizone. Thank you, Bones. Thank you, Bones. All right. Um, two-handers. We did Shakedown Wild at Heart. Ricochet. Pretty good category. Really tight, too, year-wise, right? Weren't we... Yeah, what was Shakedown? We did... It was 88, 90, 91. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Criterion Dan has 
left the building. Thank Christ. <laughs> we have, uh, I put you through a little bit. A little bit. You put us through the ringer starring Johnny I wouldn't Knoxville. say the ringer. I could do worse, but I think you need a break. So, um, so I thought long and hard. And uh, this next category is called teen heartthrobs. And what it consists of is... You were thinking long and hard about teen heartthrobs? Teen teen heartthrobs, yes, I was. What it consists of is any actor that is featured in a teeny bopper magazine. That could be male or female, whichever you prefer. We could go all the way back to the 1960s. Early 90s would probably be a good area to hit. You trying to get me busted? Googling teeny bopper magazine? No, just just Fe- male or female? Just type in Tiger Beat and you'll be all right. Bones, don't worry. I put a bunch of them in your suitcase before we hit record tonight. So this leaves you wide open for any for a lot of this. DiCaprio fucking the Fonz. Goes all the way back that far. Britney Spears. If you really want to get into it. What movie is she in? Crossroads. Duh. Okay. Class- classic. Color but, me um, embarrassed for not knowing that. You should be. But uh, I am going to take away Devin Sawa. What? That's going to preserve a lot of picks probably for this podcast. And not help you guys out any much. And uh, I'm gonna add in. I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle in John Travolta. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in director Fred Dersh of Limp Biscuit. Because gentlemen from 2019, it's it's the fanatic. We're here. It's finally came. And, uh, I mean, Kron would love, loves to say that I went highbrow, but I think during this, he's going to raise an eyebrow because what, what a movie. Hey, I mean, when you swing the pendulum so far right, you got a, you got a hard left. I mean, we're even now. Okay. You're welcome. Enjoy. It will be provided for you. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. How is this not on streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's what I it was kind it's of saying myself when I looked it up the other day. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, apparently. Is it? Yeah, according okay. to Just Watch. All right. Well, then, yeah, check it out on Amazon Prime if if you can. But I'll provide you guys with a fine. Uh, Blu-ray. So, um, anybody seen this? No. No, you've threatened it long enough that I just assumed we'd be doing it here. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. I mean, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Remember when the Undertaker came out to that? Suburban Commando. Well, yeah, I guess it is on Prime, yeah. Okay. I got somebody in mind, I guess. I guess I just have to look up whether or not they were in a teeny bopper guys, tiger beat magazine. There's a lot of them. So, I mean, you could even go today, you know. I don't think you'll have any trouble. Oh, I'm going to go down to my local newsstand. No, not, don't Finger go through the, the tiger beat. But... Oh, my God. Yeah. What's Selena Gomez doing? There you go. Yeah, I can't wait for my internet service provider to see that I've watched The Fanatic and looked up Teen Magazine. Stick to Letterboxd. You'll be all right. But there you go. We're doing a Fanatic with John Travolta. He's finally on the show. I don't think he's ever been on the show. No. Don't hold me to that. But yeah, 2019. Check it out. He will be in the future when we cover Blowout. Or Face Off. Yeah. We're talking about him earlier. And we're going to talk about him next week. Oh, yeah. No, we're not, because we're going to do Phantasm 5. You know what I mean. The week after that. Yeah. You're technically right. Fuck. But there you guys go. I mean, I didn't pick the zone of interest, so. Did yeah, you call it the. Upset. Did you say the Pizone of interest? <laughs> That's my movie. That's what my autobiography is called. Somebody threw that out at a marketing meeting, right? <laughs> yeah. Pizza Hut tie in. Like, you guys know this guy, Laundry Dan? Mm hmm. Should make a movie about him. He kicked off his new shoes so he wouldn't shit all of them. What a guy. All right. The the fanatic next week or two, two weeks. Two know. weeks. The week you after next. It. You did We're it. We're doing Phantasm Five. We'll fucking we'll get to it. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. I don't know why I have to be sexually attracted to some weird thing for this show to work. <laughs>